You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I thank you for this broadcast. I thank you for every single listener that you have drawn here. And I thank you, Father, that it is you that has drawn them here and that this is a message that is absolutely tailor-made for them today. I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit knows everything about us. Uh, you know the number of hairs on our head, Holy Spirit. You know the thoughts that we think before we think them. You know the words that we speak before we speak them. And I thank you that you are busy, Holy Spirit, leading and guiding us into the truth. You're uh, showing us the future and you are revealing the things that belong to us in Christ. And so I just yield right now, Father. I yield my mind. I yield my emotions. I just yield all of my faculties to you. And I thank you that you are the one speaking through me today. Think through my mind and just bring forth this message today unhindered and unchecked by any outside force. I give you permission to lead us today and speak what you want to speak. And I thank you that it truly is exactly what the listeners need to hear today, Father. So we just give you praise in advance in uh, praise in advance for all that you're going to be sharing with us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, welcome, you guys. This is part three of our series, The Secret Power of the Gospel. And we have been diving into some really good news. It's called the gospel. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today I want to continue our uh, journey into the the gospel and the secret power of the gospel uh, by talking about uh, highlighting the word power. Uh, last episode, we went into uh, really more of the definition. Last maybe couple of episodes, we've gone into a little more uh, detail around uh, the word salvation. It's the, you know, that the gospel is the secret power of salvation. And we talked about the word sozo that uh, is translated salvation. Uh, we specifically talked about that in last uh, week's episode. Today, I want to hop into the power, the word power. Uh, that the gospel is the, the 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 secret power of the gospel, and so let's uh, let's start today by going back into our foundation scripture in Romans, in Romans chapter one, and I'm going to read it uh, out of the uh, mirror translation because it actually contains the phrase the secret of the power of the gospel, and so let me read it to you in Romans one seventeen it says this. Herein lies the secret of the power of the gospel. There is no good news in it until the righteousness of God is revealed. The dynamic of the gospel is the revelation of God's faith as the only valid basis for our belief. The prophets wrote in advance about the fact that God believes the righteousness, that righteousness reveals the life of our design. Righteousness by his faith defines life. So I just want to hone in today on this phrase, the secret of the power of the gospel. And I want to talk about the word power. Okay. I want to talk about why does the gospel contain such power? I mean, obviously the truth is power, right? The truth of our righteousness in Christ, the truth that we've been made one with Jesus and that through our union with Jesus, we are now righteous and the righteousness of God is everything, right? We've talked a lot in my podcast in the, in the past about the two kinds of righteousness, right? There's, there's self-righteousness and then there's the righteousness of God. 
And we've talked about self-righteousness being this idea of legalism and performance and works apart from Christ as a means of attaining righteousness or good standing with God or the label of being good. And then we've talked about the righteousness of God, which is the nature of God as is good. The nature of God is good and that righteousness is something that we inherit through our union with Jesus and through the finished work of the cross, that righteousness is our new nature uh, because we've been recreated in Christ. But today I want to talk about another aspect of the power of the gospel, which is diving into why the truth sets us free. And I want to, I want to present that the true power of the gospel today is in fact the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And it is the Holy Spirit that ultimately is the power that the gospel uh, provides for us. You guys, the Holy Spirit is everything, right? The Holy Spirit is what makes us righteous. Why? Because our spirits have been joined to the Holy Spirit. He that is one with the Lord, he that is uh, uh, one with the Lord is one spirit with him meaning our spirits have been joined with the Holy Spirit and we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the very home of the Spirit of God. You know, there's an exercise that we do in Emerge uh, because I like to do a lot of different, I like to uh, present a lot of different ways for our union with God uh, to be experienced. And one of the one of the exercises that we do, I and mean, we do some artwork to kind of, uh, you know, try to visually represent our union with God. And students come up with some really creative ways to uh, communicate what our union with looks looks like from a from an artistic standpoint. We also do another exercise where we, we I tell them to take some water and some coffee and mix it together, or take some tea, or just take two types of liquids and mix them together. And recognize that once those things have been mixed together, that it's a new, it's a new formulation and you can't separate the coffee from the water anymore. And it's a picture of our union with Jesus and how our spirits have been joined to the Lord. And we are, we are now one with the Holy Spirit. And so I can't really, um, emphasize the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so today, that's what I'm going to attempt to do. I want to attempt to share with you guys really the gift of the Holy Spirit, what the spirit of truth, what the spirit of grace, what the very, uh, the, the power of God comes to us through the Holy Spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit is the least maybe understood member of the Trinity. I think that, that many Christians can go through their entire lives without really understanding or developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I, I share this a lot. I share this in Emerge. I share this when I teach. I share this when I preach. Uh, that, you know, most believers without realizing it are, are, are subconsciously relating to one member of the Trinity more than others. In fact, in my study and my uh, queries and in my surveys in the body of Christ, what I find is that usually a third of Christians, when I say, okay, which member of the Trinity do you kind of default and pray to, or which, which Trinity do you, which member of the Trinity do you feel most comfortable with? Usually about a third of people are going to say, well, I usually speak to the Father. I pray to the Father. I feel most comfortable with God, God the Father. And then about a third of people are going to say, well, I feel most comfortable with with uh, Jesus, like I talk to Jesus mostly. I, I pray to Jesus. Uh, Jesus seems to be the one that I mostly relate to. And then about a third of people 
will then say, oh, well, I relate mostly with the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit seems to be who I talk to and who I, who I mostly relate to. And the reasons for this is, first of all, I find it interesting that most people, before they're asked that question, don't even really kind of think about that. Uh, they, you know, because they believe in the Father, they believe in the, believe in Jesus, they believe in the Holy Spirit, they believe in the Trinity, but they just aren't aware that there's a member of the Trinity that they may be relating to more than the others. Uh, in fact, one of the reasons that I do the Kisses of Heaven from the Father's perspective is because I, I have found that the dimensions of, of how God reveals himself to us in the personhood of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit can be um, misrepresented, or not only say misrepresented, underrepresented. I guess that's a better way to say it, in that um, we just sometimes don't think about the union of the Trinity sometimes. And, and so when we, when we, 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 we also have in our relationship with the Trinity, we also have superimposed our own pasts into the way that we relate to them. And so I, I do the, the love notes from the perspective of the father because so many people have father wounds. So many people have trouble relating to God as a loving father. And the reason for that is that many of them have grown up with either absent fathers or abusive fathers, or they have been presented an image of God as father that isn't accurate. And Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. So uh, I feel like the reason the Holy Spirit had me, you know, has me do the love notes from the perspective of the father is because we don't get enough um, prophetic uh you know, words really from the father's perspective, you know, we'll say the spirit of the Lord says this, or we'll, we'll have different prophetic, uh, you know, words shared, but not necessarily from the perspective that are, are, are really geared towards helping people experience God as a loving Abba. So today I want to hone in on the person of the Holy Spirit in the Trinity. And I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit is truly the power of the gospel. All right. You know, Jesus even said, no one can, no, no one can be drawn to me unless the Holy Spirit brings them. And so the Holy Spirit is not just the spirit of truth, but it's the spirit of revelation. Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of grace, right? It's the spirit of God, but there are many, many names that are given to Holy Spirit. And the word power, uh, usually there's two words in the, the New Testament that are translated power. One is the word dunamis, the Greek word dunamis, and one is the Greek word exousia. And both of these words, uh, exousia and dunamis, refer to different aspects of the power of God or different aspects of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the power of God. It's the, it's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And it's the same power that uh, performed every miracle in Jesus's ministry. In fact, if you look at the, the miracles that Jesus performed in his ministry, every single one of those miracles was what would be termed a gift of Holy Spirit. So whether Jesus was recognizing Nathaniel when he first met him and said, you know, I saw you under the tree and you are an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Well, guess what? That was a word of knowledge. And it was uh, information about Nathaniel that the Holy Spirit shared with Jesus, right? When Jesus could discern people's thoughts, how did that happen? It happened through the power of the Holy Spirit. When, when, when Jesus uh, healed the sick, right? When operated in gifts of healing, 
Uh, that was a gift of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus spoke to the storm or turned the water into wine, the working of miracles is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So the, the Holy Spirit is the miraculous power of God that is at work in Jesus's ministry. It was at, and it's, it's what it's at work in our lives. When, when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus at his baptism in, in, in like the form of a dove, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And then was he was tempted by the accuser. He, his identity was tempted by the accuser. And then he was led out of the Spirit in the fullness of the power of Holy Spirit. He was full of the Spirit when he entered into the temple and began his earthly ministry. And it was the Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus to hear from God, to see what the Father was doing, and had the grace of God to obey and do what the Father was doing because they were operating as one. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father were operating as one. And so this union that we have with the Holy Spirit is so important. And really what I want to encourage you guys today to do is to begin to acknowledge the Holy Spirit and to begin to develop even a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the best friend that you could ever have. The Holy Spirit is so encouraging. The Holy Spirit is is, is comforting. The Holy Spirit is, is powerful. The Holy Spirit empowers us to pray. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be filled with the Spirit, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I can't really overemphasize the role that the Holy Spirit plays in our, in our lives uh, when it comes to experiencing God and it, and, it, and it relates to experiencing our union with Him and understanding the gospel and then uh, releasing heaven on earth because the gifts of the spirit are are still available to us because guess why the holy spirit lives inside of us and jesus told his disciples in acts chapter one uh that they would be endued from with power from on high that they would receive power when the holy ghost came upon them and so the power of the holy spirit is absolutely crucial in our lives and I can tell you in my own life, because I had a uh, more of a gospel that was presented as from a Jesus centric perspective. And I'm not I'm not saying that that is wrong. I'm just saying there was an underemphasis on the Holy Spirit. And so it really wasn't until my 30s that I was introduced to the power of the Holy Spirit and began to really be drawn into an understanding of the Holy Spirit uh, more so than I you know had ever been before. And I can tell you in my own life, I actually read a book and it was written by Benny Hinn. And I share this uh, sometimes with different in different forums. But I read a book by Benny Hinn called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I read this book on a mission trip. I had actually gone on a mission trip and I was in India and someone on the mission trip had brought this book along. And so I don't even know how I ended up getting a hold of it. But I asked them, I said, hey, can I um, can I borrow that book? And I just was my earrings weird. Um, I borrowed the book and I began reading the book and I just was so overwhelmed with what Benny Hinn was sharing in this book. He had actually gone to a Catherine Coleman meeting and he was standing out outside in line with a bunch of people to get into a Catherine Coleman meeting. And he said he didn't know what started to happen to him, but he began to shake. And he said it was, it was cold outside, but it didn't feel like a, a cold shiver. It just felt like a, just a, just this continuous shiver. And he did not, he didn't have a grid for it. He didn't know what it was. And as he went into the meeting with the, with Catherine Coleman, it just began to intensify. And then on stage, Catherine Coleman gets up and begins to talk about the Holy Spirit with this, 
with this, this, this like intensity of like, you don't know the Holy Spirit. You don't know how meaningful he is to me. You don't know. I've given up everything for him. And he was just sitting there shaking under the power of God, not really recognizing that it was the power of God, enthralled with what Catherine Cullen was saying. And he knew in that moment that, wait a second, this woman has something that I don't, I don't understand and that I don't have. And so he went home that night after the meeting and got down on his knees and just simply said to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I don't think I know you. I don't think I know you the way Catherine knows you. And I want to know you this way. And this book is basically about how Benny Hinn pretty much lost his family. I mean, he you know was was ridiculed by his family. He, he by, by becoming a Christian, and he was a very lonely child. He had a stutter, and he was very isolated and rejected. And how the Holy Spirit became his very, very best friend and how he would spend hours with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would unpack the scriptures to him and the presence of God would rest so powerfully in his room with the Holy Spirit. And it was so powerful, in fact, that he would uh, have someone, they would you know, go to church or something. He would have someone come and pick him up to take him to church. And he would just simply get into the car after having spent all this time with the Holy Spirit and the person would start to weep would literally start to weep just in the presence of the Holy Spirit that Benny Hinn was carrying because he had been spending time with the Holy Spirit. And you guys, that's a that's a book by uh, Benny Hinn. And the book is called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I'm sharing, I mean, it's been, my goodness, two decades or so since I've read that book. But I will tell you, I was so impacted by this and so hungry for the, for, for the experiences and the presence of God, the way that Benny Hinn was describing it. And we know Benny's ministry, regardless whether you agree with it or not. I mean, we, you know, it's been a miraculous ministry. It's a ministry of healing and it's, it's characterized by, you know, incredible miracles. Now, whether you believe that or not, that's really between you and God. But the point is, is that this experience with the Holy Spirit radically changed the trajectory of Benny Hinn's ministry. And I want to tell you that the ministry of the Holy Spirit has been radically changing the trajectory of human history uh, for as long as, as the Holy Spirit has been involved with humans since the beginning of time. And so uh, in my own life, after I read that book, man, I remember I was in the hotel. I mean, the person wanted the book back. I was like, no, I cannot give it to you. I was like literally like stealing this person's book because I was just so drawn into it by the Holy Spirit. And I literally ran outside of the hotel into onto the streets of India. I'm talking, you know, it's crazy in India, right? The people everywhere, cars going crazy, cows in the street. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, where is the God of Benny Hinn? I'm like a crazy person, right? Why? Because I was so hungry for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And you guys, you remember, I mean, I've shared with you, you know, my, my experience of being baptized with the Holy Spirit and honestly not being able to hear the voice of God really until I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then really talking about how the Holy Spirit has been the one that has been leading and guiding me out of bondage and into truth. I mean, it's been the Holy Spirit that told me where to go to church, told me when to leave a church, told me where to move, move to Colorado, told me when to move back to Chicago, told me what houses to live in, told, has, has built my life because I, I could hear him and, and could start to follow him. And I can tell you the Holy Spirit is how I got healed of manic depression. He'd wake me up in the morning and say, okay, let's go and dance with Jesus. And I 
I'm just telling you, supernatural things. The Holy Spirit that led me into the healing ministry, that led me to the ministry of Charles and Francis Hunter, led me to the nursing home where I started praying for sick people, led me to street ministry where I started ministering to people that were homeless on the street. The Holy Spirit has been the power of God in my life. And I want to share it with you because it is the secret power of our lives, you guys. God himself is the is the promise of the gospel. The promise of the gospel is that God himself, through the spirit of God, would take up residence in our lives and would now begin to be able to communicate with us from our spirit into our thoughts and, and, and open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual senses so that we could begin to experience a spiritual life instead of just a natural human life. And so developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit and making room for Holy Spirit in our lives is one of the most precious and powerful things that we can do. And it's easy to kind of ignore the Holy Spirit, I feel like. It's easy to uh, be involved in religious activities. It's easy to uh, get caught up in, in the doctrine of Christianity or get caught up in teachings and, and, and you know, the, 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 activities that we do as Christians and miss the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and miss the sweetness of developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I will tell you, it has been the greatest gift that has ever been given mankind. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that we have ever received from God because it is the gift of God himself with us, the gift of God himself upon us, the anointing of God, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit upon us, and it is the presence of God within us. And guys, we can cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit and we can experience more and more power in our lives. See, God is not a respecter of people. The God of Benny Hinn, the God of Catherine Coleman, the God of Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost and lit their tongues on fire is the same Holy Spirit that is alive in us today. And this is why when we read things about how the gifts of the Spirit have passed away or, uh, you know, somehow that to be in a Christian today is less powerful than, uh, than the people that we read about in the Bible, it's just a complete, it's complete nonsense because the Holy Spirit is still here. In fact, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and, this, and, and, and forever, and so is the Holy Spirit. And so how do we go about cultivating the, 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 the relationship with the Holy Spirit? Actually, you guys, it's really simple. It's as simple as an honest request that, like Benny Hinn made. It's simply saying, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. Holy Spirit, I want to experience your manifest presence. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need your truth. I need your wisdom. I need your encouragement. I need, I need your correction in the sense that I need to know the lies that I've believed so that I can believe the truth. I need you to lead and guide me into truth. I need you to show me my destiny. I need to be led by you. And I need to be able to develop ears that hear you. I need my eyes enlightened so that I know the hope of my calling. I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. I think it's a very powerful prayer that the apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, which is what I just repeated, right? He prayed that God would grant unto them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And the Holy Spirit is the, the person of the Trinity that reveals God to us, that reveals the gospel to us, that reveals Jesus to us. And you guys, we are not without help. You know, recently I heard that the Holy Spirit say, I am instantaneous help. Wow. 
You guys, we have instantaneous help available no matter what we are facing in life. There is grace available. Remember when Jesus was praying and pouring out his heart in the Garden of Gethsemane because he was torn and under so much duress that he was literally sweating blood, right? And he was praying, you know, Father, if there be any way, you know, have this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And in that place of surrender, guess what strengthened Jesus? What empowered Jesus to endure the cross? Yes, it was the joy, but how did he get the joy? He got it from the Holy Spirit, you guys. So the Holy Spirit is with us when we are, we are, when we are under duress, when we are stressed out, when we are going through trials and tribulations and temptations and we are under circumstances. Guess what? It's the Holy Spirit that is the power of salvation. It's the gospel. Yes, but it's the gospel that brings us the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is, is what empowers us to overcome. It's what empowers us to persevere. It's what he's what empowers us to change our perception so that we see things from the mind of Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that that prophesies to our spirit and, and gives us words of comfort, edification and and um, builds us up. Right. When we pray in the spirit, what happens? We are edified. We are brought into a place of strength. That's why the Holy Spirit is, is called our strengthener, our standby. And we are never, ever, ever without him. In fact, when Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. The reason why that is true is because the Holy Spirit is always with us. But the question is, are we aware of it? Are we acknowledging it? Right. When Proverbs three, five says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but just acknowledge me and acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your paths. Well, the Holy Spirit is the wisdom and the understanding that we are to lean on. Right. It's the Holy Spirit that when we acknowledge him, we get direction. We get the, the path that we are to take laid out before us. The Holy Spirit has every strategy that we need, right? Remember when the, when the Apostle Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go to Asia, right? The Holy Spirit will guide us and direct us and keep us from taking a path that is not the one that God has for us. And there are so many scriptures that we could read about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, let me just go into a couple of those in John and let me start in uh, John 14 and let me just read about this. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to read it again out of the uh, mirror translation and I'm going to start reading verse 16. It says in my prayerful engagement with the father, he will give you another close companion to be with you. Okay. Now, in other translations, he said he will, you know, it, it, this is, it just translates as the spirit, as the intercessor, as the comforter, different, different words for the Holy Spirit. But I love the way the mirror says a close companion to be with you. Now listen to this. Says. It says he will give you another close companion to be with you in such an intimate way that my immediate presence will continue to be inseparately one with you. Okay, listen to this. That, that the Holy Spirit is given to us as a close companion that is designed to be an intimate companion with us, you guys. And then it says in verse 17, your eternal companion is the spirit of truth. It says, whom the trapped in the sense world world just can't get to grips with. It says their visual horizon is veiled and they're unable to understand what they cannot see. It says, but you are familiar with this seamless, intimate union 
and the Spirit's continued presence within you. At no time will you be orphaned or abandoned by me. I will come to abide face to face with you. It says, in a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will, I will tangibly visible, uh, I will be tangibly visible to you in the very life we share together. In that day, you will know that we are in seamless union with one another. I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. And so the Holy Spirit is, is the power for us to experience our union with God. You guys know my testimony for most of you that have been listening to my test, my, my podcast for a while, right? You remember when the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to meditate on the scripture, Christ in you, the hope of glory for a whole year. It was the Holy Spirit that was leading me to stand in front of the mirror and visualize myself as being one with Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit that taught me to meditate. Like what is biblical meditation and the, the power of my imagination? Yes, he backed it up with scripture. Yes, he taught me what enlightened eyes were. Yes, he taught me the Bible, but he made the Bible come alive to me and made it personal to me and did it in a way that I could understand given my background, given the things that I had been taught, given the lies that I believed. He knew how to, to transform me from the inside out. And he knew how to transmit what the gospel meant about me to me personally. He is the one that said, go look up Revelation chapter one and look at the glorified Jesus. Look at a picture of the glorified Jesus, because that's the Jesus. That's the presence of God within you. Visualize yourself as, as, as one with Jesus, with hair white like wool and eyes like flames and begin to experience the power of your oneness with God. When you see yourself in the mirror, see Jesus's eyes staring back at you. All of that revelation came from Holy Spirit. If you heard me in my recent podcast talk about the encounter with God where I had where I was eight years old, hiding behind the rock, cold and shivering. And Jesus came up and said, where have you been? I've been looking for you. And I turned to Jesus and I said, I've been a very bad little girl, right? Why was the whole, that was the Holy Spirit revealing the, my innermost thoughts, revealing what I really believed about myself and how it didn't align with who I am in Christ. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. It is personal, you guys. The Holy Spirit is personally involved in our lives and personally involved in renewing our minds. He is personally involved in weaving us out of the web of lies that have held us hostage and bringing us into the truth so that we can know it, so that we can experience it, so that we can live free. We can live free because the Holy Spirit is also the spirit that breaks the bondage. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of freedom. And so today, what I want to encourage you with is that there's more power. Why? Because there's Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit has been given to you and I to live in intimate fellowship and intimate communion with. And it is the power that enables us to overcome sin. It is the power that enables us to escape temptation. It is God's power that enables us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. It is the power of God that conforms us to the image of Jesus, which is love. It is the, it is the, it is the very a fruit of God's nature within us, producing kindness and gentleness and goodness and, and faithfulness and uh, all of the fruit of the spirit in our lives. It is the spirit of self-control that helps us control ourselves and control our thoughts and live in congruence with the heart of God. And so the Holy Spirit is what holds this thing together. It's all by grace because the spirit of grace is within us. And that's why religion and human effort count for nothing. 
right? It, we, we, there is, we are unable, we are unable to live as a new creation without the power of, a, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we can't underestimate the Holy Spirit and we can't ignore the Holy Spirit. We need to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. We need to talk to the Holy Spirit. We need to uh, develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. When I say need to, it's not kind of because we have to, it's because we get to. It's because we have the presence of God in our lives. We have the we have access to the wisdom of God. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. And through the presence of the Holy Spirit, we have wisdom. The scriptures tell us that we don't even need something. No, we don't even need people to teach us because we have an unction from the Holy One that abides in us. And it doesn't mean that we don't need uh, teachers. It means that the Holy Spirit is the one that's really doing the teaching. Uh, my prayer is that as I talk to you, that the Holy Spirit is talking to you. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit is highlighting whatever it is you need to get out of this message. And I know that he is because many times I get off these podcasts and I don't even know what I said. And I think in my own natural thoughts, I think, well, gosh, I hope I shared something of value with someone. And then I get the feedback. Wow, that was such a confirmation of what Holy Spirit was saying to me. Wow, you're saying the same things I've been hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me in these other places. Why? Because the ministry of the Holy Spirit is truly the ministry of the church. And we are vessels of the Holy Spirit. And we are designed to, to release uh, the inspired thoughts, inspired words that are not our own. We are designed to live out of our human minds and live in the mind of Christ so that our communication is seasoned with grace. Our communication is seasoned with love. And we are actually speaking as the oracles of God. And this takes, uh, this takes the power of God in order to do that, you guys. It takes the power of God to stay uh, meek and humble under, under, you know, great duress. It, it takes, it takes the power of God to respond in love when someone is coming at us with something that would trigger us in our, in our natural, in our natural humanness, right? It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to say there's more. No matter how long we've been walking with God, no matter how intimately we know the Holy Spirit, it's like a marriage, right? It, we can be married for 50 years and still be learning things about our spouse. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. There's infinite treasures. There's infinite wisdom. There's infinite revelation. Uh, there is an infinite of goodness of God to explore and to experience and that encounters with God. And encounters with God changes you guys. The mind of Christ is where all of those encounters come from. It's where all of the revelation comes from. But the person of the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates it into our, our own spirit, illuminates uh, it into our own understanding. And so I just wanted to share the power of the Holy Spirit today so that we would be encouraged like I was all of those years ago when I read uh, the story of Benny Hinn. And I got so hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. And I have been hungry. I have been hungry ever since. Not in a sense that I'm not satisfied, but honestly, that desire to experience more of God is also coming from the Holy Spirit. You know, I tell people, I don't have any righteousness. I don't have any zeal apart from the Holy Spirit. Why? What drives me to, to continue? What keeps me encouraged? What, 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 uh, what empowers me to speak the truth when, 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 you know, there's many people that that uh, have negative opinions about the gospel that I share. What empowers me? Uh, it, what empowers me is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he makes us bold. He makes us be able to stand, stand under persecution, stand under uh, criticism, stand under uh, 
people that slander you or people that treat you poorly. And he empowers you not to just stand under it, but to love those people in the same way that Jesus did, to love the very people that are, you know, quote unquote, crucifying you. And I don't mean that we're being physically crucified, but I just mean whatever we go through, you know, whatever we go through, whatever we go through that is painful and, and, and causes us to suffer in our humanness, the Holy Spirit is there as our comforter, is our, is our encourager. And I can tell you the presence of God is so, so, so very real, you guys. It's tangible. It's as tangible as the glory cloud that showed up in, in January. While that is a beautiful manifestation of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, it's even more personal than that. That's wonderful, but there's nothing like feeling the comfort of the Holy Spirit when you're mourning. There's nothing like feeling the comfort of the Holy Spirit when you're disappointed and you're hurting. There's nothing like feeling the power and the comfort and the presence of the Holy Spirit when you failed and you've made a mistake and you feel ashamed. There's nothing like the presence of the Holy Spirit to lead you out of whatever bondage that you couldn't get yourself out of, no matter how hard you tried. How do I know? Because that's what the Holy Spirit has done in my life. The Holy Spirit, I don't know where I would be without the Holy Spirit. I don't know where I would be without the people that the Holy Spirit has put in my life, without the teachers that he's put in my life. I don't know where I would be without him leading me through the, I mean, at this point, I don't know how many books he's led me to read. I mean, how many books he speaks to me every single week. I don't know where I would be if he wasn't constantly leading and guiding me into the truth and correcting me gently and helping me uh, sift through the lies that I've believed, the lies that I've been taught, the things that I've experienced, the trauma that I've been through in my life and, and, and break down pride and break down. When I say pride, I mean, just break down my own independence, break down the, 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 the inferior sources that I have given. I've made other things in my life, including myself, but it's gentle and it's sweet and it's, it, 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 it it's encouraging and it's, it's, you just get, you get addicted to truth. You get addicted to the goodness of God. You hunger for correction. You hunger for more uh, freedom. You want freedom. You want freedom. The more that you taste freedom, the more that you want freedom. The more that you, you hear the truth, the more that you want the truth. And the more that you see the Holy Spirit show up time and time and time again and deliver you and deliver others. And be faithful in that, always showing up on time, always, always coming through for you. And I'm not saying that I haven't been disappointed. I'm not saying that every prayer has turned out exactly the way that I've prayed it. But I, because of the Holy Spirit, I have been able to have comfort in that. And I've been able to, to process those things with the Holy Spirit and grow and grow and through the things that I've experienced, the way that that God has designed us to grow even in the midst of the difficult things that we go through in life. So beloved, I want to encourage you. There's more, 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 more. There is more supernatural. There is more understanding. There is more comfort. There is more encouragement. There is more tangible presence of the Holy God, of, of the Holy Spirit in our lives, of the presence of God, of the Shekinah glory in our lives. But I'll tell you, if we can live without it, we will. If we can uh, function without it, we will. And so my prayer tonight, today, is that you will come to the place that I did when I heard about the power of the Holy Spirit and that, that, 
that that you would also be be screaming out, where is the God of of of, of Shalice, right? Where is this God that that causes us to to shake under His power? That causes us to to be filled with the Spirit to such a degree that we lose our natural minds, that we we, we go into a, a zone into the Spirit where. My goodness, all we have is peace, that there is a peace that surpasses understanding and that we can live out of our, out of our human minds. We can live in a, and we can transcend the flesh. We can transcend our programming. We can transcend the things that have held us captive and we can enjoy the presence of God. We can enjoy his goodness. We can be nourished by the Holy Spirit. We can drink uh, the fill of the Holy Spirit that satisfies our soul and fulfills us like nothing in this world could ever fulfill us. There's nothing but God himself, the Holy Spirit that can satisfy us ultimately. And so I pray that the greater revelation of the Holy Spirit, that greater uh, desire for intimacy with the Holy Spirit would flood your hearts and flood your minds today, that the presence of God would flood this podcast and you would be impacted and that you would begin to experience the power of God in your lives that has set me free. In fact, I just release an impartation of that to you. I release an impartation of intimacy with God, of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I release the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God to you. I release the spirit that has enlightened my eyes that has that has that empowers these podcasts that 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 I owe my life to that I owe my future my destiny to that I owe my election in Christ to I just pray that you would be, be would, that you would experience the depths of love the depths of forgiveness the depths of mercy the depths of grace that are available to you through the power of the Holy Spirit and I pray that you would fall in love with Jesus all over again that his goodness would overwhelm you that his kindness would lead you to repentance, that you would not suffer under the burden of guilt and shame and rejection and the pain of, of your past, that you would be set free to experience joy and, and love and righteousness in the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Spirit would empower you to experience uh, encounters with Jesus and encounters with Father and encounters with the Holy Spirit that radically transform your lives, that you would see the truth in ways that that just absolutely break chains uh, that, that have existed not only in your life, that have existed for generations in your family. I pray that his gentleness would lead you to greatness, that you would come to a place where, where you are able to respond to every single person out of the gentleness of the Holy Spirit because he's made you gentle and he's made you kind and he's made you a perfect revela uh, representation of the love of God. I pray for this, you guys. I pray for these things. Why? It's not even me. It's not because I'm so good. Guys, there's days that I just lay on the floor and I just pray. I pray because I need more. I need direction. I need to know what to do. And when I, I mean, goodness, the, the Holy Spirit, I think two weeks ago said, just pray for humble boldness, Shalice. Just, just receive humble boldness. And I just was like, wow, humble boldness. Wow, that's a powerful thing, Holy Spirit. Teach me about humble boldness. What does that mean? How do how 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 does that even operate? Just but yes, I receive it. I receive it. And guys, I'm just sharing what he's sharing for me. 
He has things that he wants to impart to you. There are, there are qualities and, 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 and things that you are facing that, that you can't get yourself out of, that you don't even know what in the world is going on. How do I know? Because I'm a human being too. And we all need it. We all need more, more, more grace, more, more grace. And there's plenty of grace. There's plenty. There's plenty of grace of the Holy Spirit. We are never without help. And when I, when he told me he is instantaneous help, it means that we need to ask for instantaneous help. We need to acknowledge and say, Holy Spirit, I need help. I need help. I need to know how to respond to this text. I need to know how to respond to this situation at work. I need to have guidance about the things that I'm experiencing with my health. I need, I need direction about what I need to do in this particular financial predicament. I need to know how to respond in love. Uh, with my children. I need to know what I need to apologize for. I need to know what I need to stand my ground on. I need boldness. I need kindness. I need, I need you. I need you to do the work. I need you to actually change me. I need you to change my thinking. I need you to do for me what I could never do for myself. I, I, I need you to do that. And I'll tell you guys, these are, these are not unbelieving prayers. Guys, these are, these are faith-filled prayers that's, that are putting your faith, not in yourself, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you, there's nothing, I mean, my opinion, there's nothing more powerful to have faith in than the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, he has grown me to the place where I refuse to work for something that Jesus already died for me to have. Why? Because working for it doesn't work. God knows I've tried and I have failed and I have become despondent over it. And so I've learned, I've learned that I need the Holy Spirit, that without him, I can do nothing and that with him, all things are possible. And I haven't arrived by any means. Heck, if I'd arrived, I wouldn't be sharing so vulnerably with you guys today. My need for the Holy Spirit, my dependence upon the Holy Spirit. And, and it is with fear and trembling that I share this in the same way that the apostle Paul came in and said, you know, my, my, my speech and my preaching were not in, in the words of man's wisdom. They were not to be enticing in man's wisdom, but they were shared in the, in, in true humility and in reverence because I did not want my preaching to stand in those things, but I wanted it to stand in the power of God. Let me read that to you because that is what we need. You guys, that is the exact thing that we need. So let me read it to you. That's an, um, and I'll wrap with that. Uh, let me read to you. Uh, that comes to, uh, that's in first Corinthians chapter two, but just read how the apostle Paul says this. He says, my brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim to you the secrets of God, Okay, we're talking about the secret power of the gospel here. So he says, I refuse to come as an expert, trying to impress you with my eloquent, sweet speech and lofty wisdom. For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you feeling inadequate, filled with reverence for God and trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with pervasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. Because for God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in his almighty power. So when I say trusting and having faith in the Holy Spirit, is, is the most powerful way to live. I, I'm in good company. I'm in good company because the, what I'm trying to convey to you today is that your faith, as good as the gospel is from a theological standpoint, at the end of the day, the power of the gospel is in the power of per, the person of God, which is the Holy Spirit himself. And you guys, the Holy Spirit is what truly differentiates us from every other religion on the planet. 
the personal presence of God, the power of God. It's why signs and wonders must accompany the gospel that we preach. It's why when a glory cloud shows up in my, 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 my podcast, I am humbled by it because I am so grateful for the presence of God and the anointing of God that is on my life. Why? Because I don't feel like it's, I haven't earned this. It's not because of some, some holy standard that Shalise has attained to apart from Jesus. I feel like the apostle Paul at times. I'm the least, I'm the least of these. I'm the least likely one to be used by God. But God uses least likely people. He uses fishermen and he uses tax collectors and he uses people. He uses foolish people. He uses foolish people to confound the wise. Why? Because we're, uh, their dependence on the Holy Spirit and their need for the Holy Spirit to do the work. And guys, this is what the gospel gives to us. And this is what we need to receive as our inheritance in Christ. Ultimately, this is the inheritance. The Holy Spirit is, is heaven on earth. The Holy Spirit is the person that raised, that did, that, that empowered Jesus to be Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus to endure the cross, to endure the shame. And to be, to be resurrected out of the grave. And I truly, truly believe that it was Jesus's faith and the Holy Spirit that enabled him to even fulfill his ministry because the Holy Spirit had a, had a, had a habit of strengthening him, had a habit of being with him, even when he led him into difficult things and and impossible things. It's impossible to be raised from the dead unless you have the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's an impossible task, but for the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. Everything is possible for the Holy Spirit. Everything is possible with God. Everything is possible through God. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives that makes it possible. So God bless you. I pray that this has encouraged you. And I pray that you've felt the presence of the Holy Spirit while we've been teaching. Goodness knows I have. And I, uh, I bless you. I bless you with more of the Holy Spirit in your life, more of his tangible presence, more intimacy with him, and more hunger for an intimate relationship with him. So I love you guys. Welcome to the secret power of the gospel. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.